To talk about the latest in COVID-19 vaccines and even a fascinating story about flu cases. Uh, we're joined now by Memorial Medical Systems Infection Prevention System Director, Gina Carnduff. Gina, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Uh, it really has been just a, a, an incredible year, I think, that the uh, medical systems uh, across the spectrum, not just Memorial, but all of the uh, the medical uh, systems across the state and around the country, uh, it was their time to shine, and my, did you guys shine. Yes, thank you. Um, it's been a year, uh, especially in my, in my role in particular, it's infection prevention. Uh, you know, we spend a lot of times, majority of our career preparing for this, not knowing if we'll ever see it. Um, well, we saw it <laughs> and we're in it and uh, we're learning a lot. A lot of lessons learned, no doubt about it, including uh, what was done previously with, uh, you know, uh, other types of increased flu seasons. We had seen, you know, uh, nursing homes limit visitors, hospital systems limit visitors, uh, even the talk of, you know, wearing masks and whatnot during peak flu seasons. So it, it seemed to kind of be, you know, uh, I guess in a way, second nature to, to bring about some of the things that we've seen. Uh, but tell us where we're at right now with mitigation uh, and uh, COVID-19 numbers across the region? Sure. So COVID-19 uh, activity is significantly decreased from that, um, you know, surge of activity that we saw in the November timeframe. Um, all the numbers are headed in the right direction, our uh, positivity rate. So just meaning the people testing positive out of the pool of people being tested with symptoms is, is dropping more and more every day. So that's really great news um, showing our mitigation efforts are effective, um, such as, you know, wearing masks, and social distancing and hand hygiene, all those things that we keep hearing about. Um, and and I do think that the cold weather uh, has something to do with it. You know, people certainly don't want to get out and about and congregate uh, in those cold weather also. Um, but with vaccination rolling out and all of these things, it's certainly encouraging. And uh, hopefully we're on the downhill and these numbers will continue to decline. We've seen reports um, recently and uh, some speculation, especially with the, the COVID-19 variants, uh, that we could see this as somewhat of an annual annoyance. I think I saw one. <laughs> I saw one. Uh, headline uh, characterized it that way, but uh, tell us about that. You know, is this sure. is this something that, in a way, is going to be similar to what we've seen with the flu, where you know people are encouraged to during certain times of the year to you know be more diligent with their hygiene, be more diligent with uh, you know not gathering too many people or staying yeah. home when you're sick, for instance, or knowing right. the symptoms and so on. Yeah. So uh, two answers to that. Uh, with the variants, I think it's uh, important to take a step back and remember that uh, the virus that causes COVID-19 illness is a coronavirus, and coronavirus itself is not novel. What's novel is a SARS-CoV-2 virus, so it's a cold virus. Um, unfortunately, I think uh, that virus is here to stay. It is a cold virus, and uh, the nature of any virus is they mutate. We expect that. Uh, the danger is when it continues uh, to spread, the viruses are very smart and it will uh, mutate to infect its host or a person. Um, so the important thing is to keep up our mitigation efforts and, you know, with vaccination um, and continue those things so it can no longer spread where everyone has developed some type of immunity, either um, from vaccination or from the, from the disease itself. Um, before before it has a chance to mutate any further, um, but in my opinion, I do think I do think it'll be around uh, for a while, and we'll just have to 
learn how to uh, adapt our lives. And, you know, I think the other fascinating thing, and I know we'll get into this, is just the mitigation efforts and the decreases not only in flu activity, but in all the other uh, illnesses that we type as, uh, typically see, such as RSV, strep throat, just a typical common cold. If you ask anyone, you know, uh, how many times have you been sick this year? Uh, every, you know, I I would anticipate that everyone would say, you know, I really haven't been. And it's just because um, with respiratory type illness that we see this type of year, masks can help prevent transmission for a majority of those. Um, and all these other things that we're doing, such as children going to school virtually and, you know, churches not gathering, just those other congregate type settings. Um, and travel has been significantly decreased. Um, so with all those things, there's less chances for us to um, pass illness on to others. Yeah, I had a colleague of mine uh, comment on <laughs> the idea of the, you know COVID-19 being around and maybe some of the mitigation, uh, like you know mask requirements and whatnot being around. He said, hey, my kids haven't been sick. Right. All year. Right. Uh, so he saw that as a as an odd type of blessing of sorts. Right. Um, but we also have the ongoing uh, vaccinations uh, across the state, across the country, around the world. Uh, and there seems to be, you know, uh, more vaccines going out, but also people concerned that they're they're not able to get an appointment. Uh, how are we looking with uh, vaccine distribution and actually being into, able to administer those vaccines to the most vulnerable populations? Right. So I really think uh, that Illinois has done a really, really good job at trying to get it pushed out. I think it'll really ramp up, especially over these next few months. If you think about it, I mean, this virus, I first started talking about it um, in January of 2020. And here we sit on February 15th, 2021, and vaccines already in arms. Um, that's incredible. Um, and, and vaccines at 95% effectiveness. I think in this uh, world that we live in, our expectations are, are you know, uh, we like things and we like things quickly. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just really fascinating from a science perspective that we have gone from just first identifying this virus to actually have a vaccine that's being delivered a year later. That's incredible. But again, I think we will, um, as production ramps up, as more vaccines come to market, um, you know, there's some single dose vaccines that are that are being looked at. Um, and as, as more and more come to the market, show effectiveness, uh, certainly production will ramp up and we'll be able to get these vaccines rolled out. Yeah, it wasn't just one vaccine. It was two vaccines uh, right. in less than a right. year uh, that were uh, that were ultimately tested and, and brought to market. And we got the third one from Johnson and Johnson, which is a single dose yeah. uh, expected. Uh, hopefully soon uh, the FDA is going to take that up in a, in a week or so. Yeah. Um, we're talking with uh, Gina Carnduff. She is the Infectious Prevention System Director with Memorial Medical Systems. Uh, and, and you alluded to this earlier, but uh, when I saw the number, I was kind of blown away, uh, and that is the number of flu cases that were actually administered in the hospital. Uh, and you know, Memorial put out their numbers showing six since October. I think uh, got numbers that were very similar from HSHS St. John's, showing yep. about six in the actual hospital. Um, I went to the Illinois Department of Public Health's website, and they showed statewide uh, they only indicated uh, uh, ICU um, uh, visits for the flu, uh, but that was only eleven. I think since like November, what <laughs> happened here? I mean, yeah. typically this is, you look at the charts and flu seasons peaking during, you know, this time of the, the of the year during February into early March. And it's a, a pretty staggering yeah. uh, peak, but we're not seeing that this time. You're right. You are absolutely right. So outside of COVID, another big uh, piece of my role is monitoring flu activity. Um, so every year I take, I take a close look at this. 
Um, and typically what we will see is after the holidays, after all that travel, after all families get together, that is really in that, you know, January, February timeframe when flu activity just shoots through the roof. Um, and as far as, you know, nursing homes and hospitals, it's uh, unfortunately it's the loved ones and healthcare workers, you know, that may have, you know, just minor signs and symptoms of the flu and, uh, you know, may feel okay to work, but if, you know, not wearing a mask, we didn't, uh, we were none the wiser potentially, you know, spreading it in that environment. Um, I think a biggest lesson that was learned, and someone just asked me this this other day, because we have seen such a dramatic decrease in flu activity, because flu does cause a significant burden to health systems also. Um, you know, do you think masks will be a long-term strategy to help uh, keep flu activity low? Um, you know, and that was a really interesting question, something I hadn't thought about, but uh, I, I think that there is a lot to be learned, and we've learned a lot about uh, preventing illness. So it'll be interesting to see how the Centers for Disease Control advises us uh, as we move forward in handling these respiratory types of illness. Well, and you'd mentioned, too, like uh, strep throat. Uh, those numbers yeah. are down. Cold, just the typical cold is down as well. But real quick, is there... Is there any confusion, though, uh, between some of those symptoms and, and COVID-like symptoms? Because, I mean, there, there are some similar types of symptoms. Is there, there any are. confusion there? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. COVID-19 is just interesting. Some people have just GI symptoms, right, upset stomach and perhaps some diarrhea. So uh, it has a whole gamut of uh, signs and symptoms. So during this pandemic and because it was so prevalent, um, providers will naturally rule that out first. Once that's ruled out, then they'll pursue other diagnoses. But strep throat, you'll see the white patches in the throat. You don't see that with COVID-19. Um, flu has some separate characteristics also. So that's why it's important to talk to your healthcare provider. Make sure you're on the appropriate treatment um, and, you know, we're following the best practices we can uh, to prevent the spread of all illnesses and, uh, you know, to get you well. Gina Carnduff, she is the System Director for Infection Prevention at Memorial Medical System. Greatly appreciate you taking the time with us this morning and uh, giving us an update on what's going on with COVID, vaccines, and the flu. So uh, hopefully we can connect again soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having me.